Hey, it's the Sif Podcast. Save it for the football podcast. This is a Wednesday night, and um, actually this will drop on a Thursday, getting ready for uh, week two of the NFL season. The mayor and I talk about uh, week one, a recap, talk about fantasy, talk about daily fantasy, and talk about uh, what croutons we're going to put on our side Caesar salad. I hope you enjoy welcome to the sift podcast even for the football podcast doing this on a wednesday um trying to get ahead of the week a little bit um of course like a game tomorrow when most of you will hear this, the Thursday night game, um, Cleveland, Cincinnati, what a barn burner that's going to be. Uh, I'll start as always by introducing the mayor. How are you, mayor? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good professor. Yeah. That, um, you know, it's no surprise that Cleveland, Cincinnati is going to be early in the season. And next Thursday, it's going to be Jacksonville, Miami, you know, they're getting any chance of people still being excited about Thursday night football early in the season and at this point competing against all those other sports early on. Um, but yeah, it's it was a heck of a week one, a lot of big win a lot of big surprises, a lot of good standouts. Um but anyways, how are you? I'm good. Um we're so we're gonna talk sift surprises um in a minute. Um, but I, I did want to get your take. So Cleveland, Cincinnati, obviously Cincinnati not tanking. Uh, they've got their quarterback. He looked good in week one. Um, they did not win, but uh, he looks like he's going to be a guy that can keep them in the games. Uh, what do you think about Cleveland, though, just real quick? You know, I think they are going to struggle similar to this all season long. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad times there because they're they're not tanking. They're not looking for a quarterback uh, anytime soon. They're going to have to ride this one out. I don't know how long this lasts, but it could be a a very long season, and it could be a long season next season too. So bad times for the Browns again. All right, so uh, like I said, we're going to talk some SIFT surprises, um, and I wanted to start with um, not necessarily a surprise uh, to everybody, but um, I was going to start with the Seattle Atlanta game. And what are your thoughts on that game? Oh, you know, um, Seattle traveled to Atlanta on, on Sunday and came away with big win 38, 25, you know, this game was never really close. Russell Wil- Wilson looks superb in his first game, four touchdowns, 322 yards, 31 for 35 passing. That's just incredible. And he, you know, led the team in rushing with 29 yards you know, it's absurd to even think that he's never received an MVP vote, but that's a topic for another day. Matt Ryan, you know, he threw for 450 yards, Julio catching 157 of them, but no touchdowns, you know, a fantasy nightmare, but not really having a chance. This team, you know, is going to struggle to slow down the high-powered offenses in the league, and this was just another example of it. Yeah, and so I, I just wanted to talk about Atlanta a little bit. Atlanta, a team I liked this year, and I'm not saying they can't turn it around. 
they it's just one week and Seattle's a good team. I think maybe a top maybe six team in the whole NFL. So no, uh, no real shame in losing to uh, Seattle for Atlanta, but they looked bad. Um, their defense looked bad. I mean, in flashes, they were okay. Their offense looked uh, a good at times. Yeah. Finding Calvin Ridley for a couple touchdowns. And obviously you, you mentioned the stats on Matt Ryan throwing for a lot of yards, but um, the running game really didn't get established. And of course that was partially because of game flow and just being um, down to Seattle, who was just dominating them. Um, but it could be a, a bad season once again for Atlanta. That prediction of mine going them 10 and six, that, that might not uh, come to fruition. But again, one game, we like to overreact to one game, and we'll see how they look against teams that aren't Seattle. Uh, all right, I was going to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars who beat the Indianapolis Colts. The Jacksonville Jaguars, are they the best team in the AFC South? No. All right, so <laughs> the Texans looked pretty pathetic. Granted, they were playing the Chiefs. Um, but they looked like they were pretty generic. Maybe that was just because they knew they were going to lose and didn't want to give away a lot of uh, stuff. But the Texans don't look like, you know, without DeAndre Hopkins, I don't think the Texans are a dangerous team. Um, we were expecting more from the Colts, and they were in the game, but they got beat by Jacksonville in week one. And Phillip Rivers uh, he seems to have brought the Chargers – uh, mindset with him uh, to the Colts. I know that's maybe overstating things, but it's not. That's not good. Uh, and then, uh, of course, the Titans, the late game Monday night, just barely squeaked by Denver um, and didn't look very good at all. I think they scored 16 points. Um, that's not going to get it done in the AFC. Um, I know they uh, they did win with. Uh, a lot of defense and ball control and Derrick Henry last year, especially second half of the season in the playoffs. But that, that team didn't look together. I watched some of that game. I didn't watch all of it because I wasn't up till two, but I did watch some of that and the Titans didn't look good. I'm saying right now, right this second, Jacksonville, the best team in the FC South. That could change. I think they're the best team right now. I think they've got enough uh, dynamic playmakers Maybe their defense isn't going to hold up. Maybe their you know young players aren't going to hold up the whole year. But I, I think Jacksonville's the best team in that division. <laughs> Looked like it this week. Uh, all right, you wanted to talk about the Washington football team. A football team won this week, and it was uh, uh, the team from Washington. Uh, what did you think about that game against Philadelphia? Yeah, the Washington football team. They're one and zero since. Um, claiming their new and rightful name, you know, a 13 point fourth quarter comeback, you know, Philly has a lot of injury issues, you know, that's not discounting what this team from Washington did in the fourth quarter. Um, Dwayne Haskins, 17 for 31, 170 yards, not really great stats, but you know, he gets the W, um, they, they travel, you know, this weekend and play the Cardinals out in the desert you know, who had a really good game against their rival in Santa Clara. Carton Wentz, Carton Wentz or threw two touchdowns and um, two picks, but, you know, they were both through his tight ends, his touchdowns, but the offensive line is just in shambles, and 
they're going to have to really get in the film room and kind of figure out what to do on this offensive line or it's going to get really ugly and really quick for uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, and I think this is actually an, uh, an amazing game for both of these teams. I mean, Washington, obviously, with the upset, um, but and they and they're you know they they made a furious comeback. They had eight sacks. Um, they they looked like a really good uh, defense for the most part. Chase Young looked great, um, but Philly going the other way, um, very very bad, um, and not. I don't think that Philly team is uh, has any chance at the playoffs. And you can write that down right now. I don't think that team's going anywhere. Um, I did want to talk about a bad beat that I had. So I, I picked Detroit, and we'll get to the croutons later. Um, but I picked Detroit and Chicago to stay under 44 and a half. And it was looking really good. And going into the fourth quarter, Detroit was winning 23 to 10. So I figured, well, I'm looking at, I didn't watch the game. Unfortunately, I couldn't watch the game, but I'm looking at, um, the, the, the plays on ESPN and, and they're, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, Chicago comes down. Maybe they score a touchdown. I'm still in really good shape. No, they scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Mitchell Trubisky, people were once again, uh, pronouncing him dead <laughs> during that game early on. And he gets three touchdowns in the fourth, in the fourth quarter and they come back and win and uh, blow up my croutons. Uh, blow up my under, and uh, that th- that was bad times. I think it's uh, more an indictment on Detroit's defense really being in trouble. Um, of course, they there's some plays in every game that that uh, change things, and um, you know, no accounting for that. That always happens. But three touchdowns in the fourth quarter to Trubisky, a very bad look for the Detroit Lions. Uh, what do you think of that game? You have any thoughts on that game? You know, this is just it's it's just the Detroit Lions. I mean, how how does it happen? I mean, I think it was what two seasons ago when the Jets opened up in Detroit and the fans traveled there, and by the end of the game they were screaming louder in their own stadium than you know the Lions fans were to begin with. It was just, I mean, this is vintage vintage Detroit. You know, just can't seem to do anything ever. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and um, I'll get to this later, but um, I blame myself. <laughs> All right. Well, one last thing I wanted to talk about about uh, week one. Um, I did watch the first Monday night game, and the Giants actually um, – there was a – and I don't know if you get to see the highlights or if you watched the game, but uh, the, the Giants were going down uh, – they basically took the entire third quarter and there was a lot of amazing plays by uh, Giants players. Daniel Jones looked great. He ran for a couple of first downs when there was nobody open, and he got two of the receivers. Um, but he then just lofted up a terrible pass that was tipped and uh, landed in the arms of a Steeler in the end zone, and that the course of the game. Um, but I did think the Giants actually looked pretty good um uh, Steelers ultimately won that one 26 16 um and the Steelers looked pretty good um especially in the second half but I just wanted to mention I, I think the Giants are going to be a little bit hot and especially when they have 
uh, a team like the uh, Philadelphia Eagles in their division going the other way, I think the Giants can win a couple of games more maybe than I thought. All right, there's something else we were going to do, um, th- and this uh, is a callback to something we did in, uh, I think, two episodes ago when we talked uh, NFC North and kind of went over our season predictions. But uh, we both told uh, Domino's Pizza Stories, um, and I told one about some uh, inept criminals, uh, which I'm going to call the Pepper Spray 3. And so each week we're going to talk about uh, three players that um, were very inept for the week that, uh, you know, could always bounce back, but definitely did not uh, start the week or start the season off well this week. So the first one I want to talk about was Odell Beckham. It's, it looks like the same old, same old with him in uh, Cleveland. Um, it's hard to remember this, but he had three really good seasons to start his career with the Giants. Double-digit touchdowns. He was a he was basically the second best wide receiver to Julio Jones, uh, at least fantasy-wise, and he was exciting in every game pretty much. But this game against, granted, the Ravens, but ten targets and just three catches. Uh, that's that's not going to get it done. And I know he got some pass interference calls that helped the helped the, the, the Browns and whatnot. And and that's gonna go for my second player too. But that's not what you want from your number one wide receiver getting some uh PI calls uh just to help your team down the field. Ten targets and three catches. Uh Odell uh, you are on the pepper spray three this week. What do you got, uh, Mayor, for the pepper spray three? Um, yeah, you know you're absolutely right about Odell. He, you know, he's that number one wide receiver, and you know you got to help your struggling quarterback out some, and and just be that guy for him as well. Um, my pepper spray three is Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not necessarily how you played, but the fact that you just need to put all of this together and be that quarterback and lead this offense into victory. Um, you know, your team needs you to be that leader and it's time for you to step up and, and make that happen. Yeah. A, a disappointing outcome for the Niners for sure. But that Arizona team I think is, is for real. Um, and uh, I think the 49ers will be fine. I, I, I just want to say that uh, for your for your sake that you don't have to worry about your 49ers. Oh, I'm not. Uh, that Arizona I'm not team. burning the burn quite yet. I'm just in, in <laughs> general speaking. Yeah, I mean, for Garoppolo, let's let's. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Um, my my pepper spray three. The third guy I wanted to add to this uh, pepper spray trio was Mike Evans. Again, a guy who got some PI calls um, and got a late uh, score, uh, but uh, just so few uh, opportunities in this offense. It looks like this guy who got drafted in the third round in most leagues um, is really not going to even be worth starting. Um, and that's that's pretty bad for fantasy purposes. But he's probably the number five receiver in this offense. Um, 
And that's assuming that they don't get somebody, you know, out of the backfield that can catch some passes, which, you know, they have added Leonard Fournette. And, uh, you know, they've got Scotty Miller, who's definitely ahead of Mike Evans now on the depth chart. Um, And you've got Gronk there and you've got O.J. Howard and, uh, of course, Chris Godwin. So uh, Mike Evans, like I said, not even maybe even maybe the fifth option on this team. And that's that's a pretty crazy thing to think about. Um, but he's just not, um, you know, when, you know, he's going to have to face the number one or number two, you know, corner on, on uh, each team. And he doesn't seem to be able to break away. And he has no chemistry with Brady. And Brady's looking for those guys that can get open quick. So I, I think Mike Evans, welcome to the pepper spray three um, for this week and maybe going forward for the rest of the year. What about your uh, got ham uh, players of the week? Uh, offense, defense, what do you got? Uh, okay, so the for the player of the week for the offensive player, I have Aaron Rodgers. You know, if I had to make any overreaction or bold prediction, it would be that Aaron Rodgers just ensured that Jordan Love will be holding a tablet on the sideline this season. 364 passing yards, four touchdowns. That's incredible. You know, the only problem is the Packers have is, you know, he can't teach that. Um, It's just so impressive. There is no reason that when he becomes a free agent, why like 28 teams aren't going to call to see if Aaron Rodgers wants to play football for their football team. So uh, fantasy-wise, I, I think it's interesting to look, and granted, you know, this is one week, so um, it's, it's, it's good to take a deep breath and say this is one week, but I think it was interesting, I, um, I was listening to some people talk, uh, Warren Sharp in particular was talking about this, um, comparing the season to 2011 when they had the lockout that almost extended into the season, they had, uh, they did have a preseason that year, but they had uh, very limited camps. And what happened was, um, you know, teams with cohesion, teams that had played together, ended up doing very well. But also, um, a lot of teams, uh, a lot of games hit the over um, because a lot of the offenses were in sync and the defenses were all over the place. And that lasted a couple of weeks. Uh, two or three or four weeks into the season where the overs were hitting at an unprecedented number. And we'll talk about that more with the Caesar side salad, but I just wanted to point this out because it's important when you think about um, where the offensive opportunities can be fantasy wise. Um, And so, uh, and looking at the fantasy rankings after this week and granted one week, but, the 24th player in fantasy this week was Patrick Mahomes and uh, not to oversell this, uh, the 25th player was uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So, uh, you know, with the ninth pick, I took the 25th to 25th guy uh, in fantasy and uh, somebody took uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, in the first round and he was the 24th fantasy player. Now, granted you're, you're, you're drafting those guys for, this season and and things will shake up um but i just think it's interesting to look at that when when you in draft draft guys in the first round and you see what happens right away um so fantasy wise on my team so i i had some success this week 
um, basically by being uh, good at every position. Um, When I think about fantasy, I think about wanting to be over 30 points for kicker, tight end, and defense. And uh, this week I did that. I had 34 points um, from those uh, three combined. I had 46 for my running backs, 51 for my wide receivers, and 20 from Dak, uh, who was my quarterback. Um, That's a winning formula. Uh, Odell is my ostensibly my wide receiver, too. Um, Not a great week from him, and I don't anticipate a lot of great weeks from him going forward. But, um, you know, I think things came together for me this week. And, uh, you know, I think it's if you can get that solid stuff from the bottom of your lineup and from, you know, either the top of your lineup or from, you know, running backs, wide receivers, you're going to be fine. Uh, what do you think about fantasy this week? Um, I did not have a necessarily good week in fantasy football, but I had a couple um, couple already hit with the injury bug. Michael Thomas went down early in the game. You know, and what, you know, wasn't doing well. I mean, but, the, you know, he went down with an injury. You can't blame blame him for that. You know, hopefully he gets a healthy and safe recovery. Um, team didn't really perform well. You know, Cam Newton was a good little surprise for me with those two rushing touchdowns. But other than that, I took a took an 0-1 start to the season like a few other teams and just try again for next week. Yeah, I mean, you, half the teams lose the first week, so there you go. Um, I wanted to talk daily fantasy. Um, I, I, so I've been playing around with different fantasy uh, lineups coming into this week. Um, we both liked um, some uh, quarterbacks that don't don't necessarily have uh, the most. Um, uh, you know, we like to spend a little money on quarterbacks. Because uh, we think that there's value other places. Um, do you have any ideas about fantasy, uh, daily fantasy this week? Well, you know, I think um, you know you can spend a bit the big money on Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, but you know, I mean, I think that you know, just even Matt Stafford again might have a decent game. You know, uh, Cam Newton, you know, he would be a safe bet. You know, he's going to be pretty down there in the terms of affordability. I mean, even Ben Roethlisberger, you know, I think you can still find one of those if you think you can find the right matchup. You know, maybe maybe that's what you go with. Uh, it looks like uh, Denver's going to be playing on a short week, you know, at a 1 o'clock game in Pittsburgh. So Ben Roethlisberger might be able to put a little more, you know, get a little bit extra out of that defense and might made out outweigh, you know, affording trying to go after Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. Yeah, so I, I, so I was thinking about uh, daily fantasy, um, and you know, granted, um, it, it's not my main uh, forte. I, I honestly, I like the season long format better. Um, uh, I, I just, I feel like there's, there's too much of a lottery ticket playing uh, thing going on with daily. It just doesn't um, – it, it, maybe it's like uh, old school, new school kind of thing. Um, I've been playing fantasy for a long time. Maybe I've been playing too long. Um, but I do like certain uh, lineups 
to, to give you a chance. And um, so I wanted to share my lineup for this week. And these are some guys that I, you know, you don't want to chase points, but at the same time, you can get these kind of great values. So uh, Philip Rivers um, had a pretty good week last week. He actually outplayed Dak fantasy-wise. So I've got Philip Rivers as my quarterback in daily. Um, I, and then I, I, I took Alan Lazard, Scotty Miller, and Julio Jones as my three uh, wide receivers. And those uh, – Alan Lazard and Scotty Miller going at $14 and $13 in Yahoo Daily Fantasy, I feel like, is a great bargain. I got Mark Andrews, who looks like he's probably unstoppable as a tight end in uh, Baltimore. I I think Lamar Jackson's going to get him a touchdown every single week, if not two. Um, And then I was able to, because I was saved so much money, get Christian McCaffrey and Chris Carson as my running backs. And then my flex is Paris Campbell, who is a Philip Rivers' number one target, as far as I can tell, in uh, Indianapolis. We talked about that before the season, uh, who's going to be that number one target in, in uh, Indianapolis, and that looks like the one. Uh, the, the biggest gamble I took with this lineup, though, was the Washington football team. They looked great uh, against Philadelphia, um, eight sacks, and, uh, you know, just a, a very good uh solid defense but also making some plays uh they're going against arizona this week not exactly a great matchup but i'm taking a chance that their defense was uh, is as legit as they looked um do you have anything else on daily fantasy so yeah i'm putting together my lineup live right now on our um show as i uncover it yeah it's very exciting and like I said, I'm definitely going to be going with Ben Roethlisberger for the quarterback. I think he's going to have a pretty good game. Um, I'm going to save a little and go with the Cowboys' defense. You know, thinking maybe they'll be able to stand fast against Atlanta. Um, Dallas Goder, you know, in Philadelphia, he had a pretty good game. I think he might be able to get a couple touches. You know, a couple little escape valve for Carson Wentz when he's about to get sacked for the ninth time. Um, you know, Cooper Cup, I think, is going to have a pretty decent game. I'm going with him. Um, I'm going to roll with Keenan Allen as well, and that leaves me $12 for a flex where I'm going to really try to do a super save, and I'm going to go with Tevin Coleman of the 49ers as a uh, running, running back. All right, that, that sounds like a good lineup, but but – Tevin Coleman, does he have a big role or at least any role? He does. He has a role, but, I mean, you know, with this plug-and-play offense of, um, you know, that Shanahan has sometimes, you know, who's going to have the hot hand? You know, we're going to go for a little cheaper out. I may revisit it, you know, a couple days and see if I feel differently. But I've also included um, Clyde Edward Hilaire and Aaron Jones by freeing up that kind of money. So I have a – yeah, that might be that might be worth it. That might be worth it. it. Might, might be worth <laughs> it. <laughs> all right, um, all right. Let's take a break. Unless you got something else, I, I'm going to take a break. We want to talk uh, Caesar side salad. We want to talk about how our landed last week and uh, what croutons we're going to spend this week. We'll take a break and sure. come back right after this.
Domino's Pizza. Download the Domino's Pizza app today. Order curbside pickup or contactless delivery. Try our delicious handmade pan pizza with all of your favorite toppings or an order of stuffed cheesy bread, specialty chicken like the crispy bacon tomato or your favorite order of wings. Try your order on the Domino's Pizza Tracker. Get a notification when the delivery driver is two minutes away. Earn points with Piece of the Pie rewards and earn your way towards a free pizza. Download and place your order today. So uh, fantasy-wise, um, I, I think it's interesting to look. And gr- granted, you know, this is one week. So um, it's, it's, it's good to take a deep breath and say this is one week. But I think it was interesting. I, um, I was listening to some people talk. Uh, Warren Sharp, in particular, was talking about this, um, comparing the season to 2011 when they had the lockout that almost extended into the season. They had, uh, they did have a preseason that year, but they had uh, very limited camps. And what happened was, um, you know, teams with cohesion, teams that had played together, ended up doing very well. But also, um, a lot of teams, uh, a lot of games hit the over um, because a lot of the offenses were in sync and the defenses were all over the place. And that lasted a couple of weeks. two or three or four weeks into the season where the overs were hitting at an unprecedented number. And we'll talk about that more with the Caesar side salad, but I just wanted to point this out because it's important when you think about um, where the offensive opportunities can be fantasy wise. Um, And so, uh, and looking at the fantasy rankings after this week and granted one week, but, the 24th player in fantasy this week was Patrick Mahomes and uh, not to oversell this, uh, the 25th player was uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So, uh, you know, with the ninth pick, I took the 25th to 25th guy uh, in fantasy and uh, somebody took uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, in the first round and he was the 24th fantasy player. Now, granted you're, you're, you're drafting those guys for, this season and, and things will shake up. Um, but I just think it's interesting to look at that when, when you in draft draft guys in the first round and you see what happens right away. Um, so fantasy wise on my team. So I, I had some success this week um, basically by being uh, good at every position. Um, wh- when I think about fantasy, I think about wanting to be over 30 points for, kicker tight end and defense and uh this week i did that i had 34 points um from those uh three combined i had 46 for my running backs 51 from my wide receivers and 20 from dak uh who is my quarterback um that's a winning formula uh odell is my ostensibly my wide receiver too um not a great week from him and I don't anticipate a lot of great weeks from him going forward. But, um, you know, I think things came together for me this week and, uh, you know, I think it's, if you can get that solid stuff from the bottom of your lineup and from, you know, either the top of your lineup or from, you know, running backs, wide receivers, you're going to be fine. Uh, what do you think about fantasy this week? (laughs) 
Um, I did not have a necessarily good week in fantasy football, but I had a couple um, couple already hit with the injury bug. Michael Thomas went down early in the game, you know, and what you know wasn't doing well. I mean, but the, you know he went down with an injury. Can't blame blame him for that. You know, hopefully he gets a healthy and safe recovery. Um, team didn't really perform well. You know, Cam Newton was a good little surprise for me with those two rushing touchdowns. But other than that, I took a took an zero and one start to the season, like uh, a few other teams, and just try again for next week. Yeah, I mean, you half the teams lose the first week, so there you go. Um, I wanted to talk daily fantasy. Um, I, I so I've been playing around with different fantasy uh, lineups coming into this week. Um, we both liked um, some. Uh, quarterbacks that don't don't necessarily have uh the most um uh you know we like, like to spend a little money on quarterbacks because uh, we think that there's value other places um do you have any ideas about fantasy uh daily fantasy this week well you know i think um you know you can spend the big the big money on mahomes or lamar jackson but you know, I mean, I think that, you know, just even Matt Stafford, again, might have a decent game. You know, uh, Cam Newton, you know, he would be a safe bet. You know, he's going to be pretty down there in the terms of affordability. I mean, even Ben Roethlisberger, you know, I think he can still find one of those if you think he can find the right matchup. You know, maybe maybe that's what you go with. Uh, it looks like uh, Denver's going to be playing on a short week, you know, at a 1 o'clock game in Pittsburgh, so... Ben Roethlisberger might be able to put a little more, you know, get a little bit extra out of that defense and might made out outweigh, you know, affording trying to go after Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. Yeah, so I, I so I was thinking about uh daily fantasy um and you know, granted um it's not my main uh, forte. I, I honestly, I like the season long format better. Um, uh, I, I just, I feel like there's, there's too much of a lottery ticket playing uh, thing going on with daily. It just doesn't, um, it, it, maybe it's like uh, old school, new school kind of thing. Um, I've been playing fantasy for a long time. Maybe I've been playing too long, um, but I do like certain uh, lineups uh, to, to give you a chance. And, um, so I wanted to share my lineup for this week. And these are some guys that I, you know, you don't want to chase points, but at the same time you can get these kind of great values. So, uh, Philip rivers, um, had a pretty good week last week. He actually outplayed Dak fantasy wise. So I've got Philip rivers as my quarterback in daily, um, I, and then, uh, I, I, I took Alan Lazard, Scotty Miller and Julio Jones as my three, uh, wide receivers. And those, uh, Alan Lazard and Scotty Miller going at $14 and $13 in Yahoo daily fantasy, I feel like is a great bargain. I got Mark Andrews who looks like he's probably unstoppable as a tight end in, uh, Baltimore. I, I think Lamar Jackson's going to get him a touchdown every single week, if not two. Um, and then I was able to, because I was saved so much money, get Christian McCaffrey and Chris Carson as my running backs. And then my flex is Paris Campbell, who is 
uh, Philip Rivers' number one target, as far as I can tell, in uh, Indianapolis. We talked about that before the season. Uh, who's going to be that number one target in in uh, Indianapolis? And that looks like the one. I, the The biggest gamble I took with this lineup, though, was the Washington football team. They looked great uh, against Philadelphia. Um, eight sacks and, uh, you know, just a, a very good, uh, solid defense, but also making some plays. Uh, they're going against Arizona this week. Not exactly a great matchup, but I'm taking a chance that their defense was uh, is as legit as they looked. Um, do you have anything else on Daily Fantasy? So, yeah, I'm putting together my lineup live right now on our um, show as I uncover it. Ooh. Yeah, it's very exciting. Wow. And like I said, I'm definitely going to be going with Ben Roethlisberger for the quarterback. I think he's going to have a pretty good game. Um, I'm going to save a little and go with the Cowboys defense, you know, thinking maybe they'll be able to stand fast against Atlanta. Um, Dallas Goder, you know, in Philadelphia, he had a pretty good game. I think he might be able to get a couple touches, you know, a couple little escape valve for Carson Wentz when he's about to get sacked for the ninth time. Um, you know, Cooper Cup, I think, is going to have a pretty decent game. I'm going with him. Um, I'm going to roll with Keenan Adeline as well, and that leaves me $12 for a flex where I'm going to really try to do a super save. And I'm going to go with Tevin Coleman of the 49ers as a uh, running, running back. All right. That, that sounds like a good lineup, but, but Tevin Coleman, does he have a big role or a, at least any role? He does. He has a role, but I mean, you know, with this plug and play offense of, um, you know, the Shanahan has sometimes, you know, who's going to have the hot hand. You know, we're going to go for a little cheaper out. I may revisit it, you know, a couple of days and see if I feel differently. But I've also included um, Clyde Edward Hilaire and Aaron Jones by freeing up that kind of money. So I have a, a – Yeah, that might be that might be worth it. That might be worth it. Might, might be worth <laughs> it. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, let's take a break. Unless you got something else, I, I'm going to take a break. We want to talk uh, Caesar side salad. We want to talk about how our – landed last week and uh what croutons we're gonna spend this week we'll take a break and come back right after this Every week we bring you uh, the Caesars side salad uh, presented by Caesars, uh, the official partner of the NFL when it comes to uh, all things betting. Um, So I want to talk about my week last week, but um, do you want to brag about your week a little bit? So I didn't have a bad week and I didn't have a good week. I, um, I broke even, so I guess that wasn't terrible. <clears throat> I, I bet both my <clears throat> excuse me, 
bet both my over-unders at 25 croutons, and I bet both my point spreads at 50 croutons. I got one each of them right, kind of finished even. Um, this week I'm going to – I've got three different bets lined up. The first one I'll share with you is the New Orleans-Las Vegas um, the over under is set at 49 and a half. And I think that is going to be over. I mean, New Orleans, I think it's going to, you know, score 30 or 35. And I think that's going to be pretty easily achieved. Yeah. I would say breaking even the first week is probably a pretty good accomplishment and also uh, pretty good to just take overs for a little while <laughs> until we see uh, some teams that can keep it under. Um, so I lost 25 croutons uh, last week. I am down to 975. Um, but to be fair to me, I made some terrible bets. Um, I should have stuck with Washington plus six, which was, was my original plan. Um, but I lost, uh, I lost uh, just about everything. I, 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 I got lucky in, uh, well, not lucky, but I did, uh, I did take the Steelers minus six and they easily covered that game against the giants. Um, it, you know, it wasn't a great week for me. I got, um, uh, in the late Monday night game, Tennessee beat, uh, 10 and I had them uh, minus two and a half and they won 16 to 14. The bad beat part is Goskowski went one for two. I'm calling him Gos cost me because he went one for two on PATs and one for four on field goals. Uh, just about any other combination, um, and I, uh, I win the uh, croutons back, uh, but that didn't happen. So I ended up uh, down 25 croutons after last week. Um, the Chicago Bears scoring three touchdowns in the fourth quarter against the Lions was also a pretty bad, uh, bad times for me. Uh, but again, going under in these first few weeks is probably a really bad idea. If we if we could, as a podcast, give out one piece of advice, it would be not to go under, at least for uh, the first few weeks here. So um, you mentioned your first bet. Uh, my first bet uh, for week two, I'm taking um, Pittsburgh. I'm going to ride the ha- hot hand with Pittsburgh. Uh, minus six and a half is where I got them. Uh, over Denver. I think they can beat Denver by a touchdown or more, and I've got 50 croutons on that one. Uh, what's another pick you've got this week? You, you know, really quick to throw us a little off topic, there's a, a pick em pool that you and I play in every week and have for a few years, and I've been pretty successful with winning some of these pools. I'm pretty good for once a year picking the most. Um, I picked 11 out of 16 games correct, and you pick 10 out of 16 games correct with no point spread. We'll, we'll recap that a couple times throughout the season if there's anything worth bragging about other than maybe beating you in week one. Um, but anyways, the, the second um, – now, speaking of di- always taking the over, you know, this Cincinnati-Cleveland game, the over-under is at 43-and-a-half. Um, I'm going to take the under. I'm not going to take your advice on this one. Cincinnati scored three points and and Cleveland scored six. You know, 19 is a far cry from 43. Play it on four days rest. This is going to be just – this could be one of the lowest scoring NFL games of all time. 
<laughs> wow. So you're, 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 you're at 50 croutons on the under of 43 and a half. Wow. All right. Well, I'm, I, I, I am glad that you're taking that bet because it gives me a chance to catch up. I, um, I don't think, I think these teams are just bad and I think anything can happen. I, I wouldn't risk anything on these teams uh, one way or the other, but bold of you, very bold. I'll give you credit for that. Um, I am going to go somewhat safe here, I think. Um, granted, my bets were very bad last week, I think. But uh, this week, I think they're better. Um, uh, <laughs> of course, you always think they're better. Um, but Kansas City, uh, I guess I'm at um, giving eight and a half um, to the Chargers. I'm putting 50 croutons on the chart on the Chiefs uh, beating the Chargers by eight and a half. I think this is going to be two touchdowns or more. Um, Kansas City is just rolling, and I don't see any reason why not to put money on Kansas City um, each week until somehow it stops. I don't know. It's not going to be this week against the Chargers. So I've got the Chargers uh, losing by eight and a half or more uh, to (laughs) probably more uh, to the Chiefs. um, uh, And I've got 50 croutons on that one. Okay, so for my f- third bet of the um, of the week, and it'll be my final bet of the week, um, the Ram the Rams are traveling to Philadelphia, and this is a pick'em game where there is currently no favorite. Um, I am picking the Rams to win that game, and I am going to be confident and uh, be croutons for a month as I'm betting one hundred croutons on this one. Well, I think that's actually a really good bet. I didn't see that that was a pick 'em. That's um the Rams looked good against the the, the Cowboys and um now granted I feel like that game could have gone either way, but the Cowboys I think are a pretty good team. The the Eagles I am very down on. I think the Eagles are a bad team. Um so I think you've got a good pick there. So I've got two more picks. I've got Green Bay uh minus 6 again r- riding the hot hand here. Uh they they're getting uh, they're giving six points to Detroit. I think they can beat Detroit by a touchdown, probably by more. I'm putting 50 croutons on Green Bay over Detroit, and Green Bay of of course at home. Uh, it hasn't been the same advantage, uh, you know, as it was historically. But uh, I think, and also you know, September uh, different than December or something like that. But I think the Green Bay at home over this. Very bad Detroit team with that just took a very bad loss um, against Chicago. I think Green Bay can beat them by six or more. And then um, I'm my last bet, uh, my last bit of croutons for this week: uh, Carolina and Tampa Bay. Carolina at Tampa Bay uh, over forty nine. I'm taking the over forty nine. Both Carolina and Tampa Bay showed that they can score points, but they also showed they can't really stop anybody. Um, I can't imagine this being under 49 points, so I'm going over 49, and I'm putting 25 croutons on that one to try to make up uh, for last week's uh, losing 25 croutons. So I thought that would be an easy way to make up my 25 croutons. Again, Carolina at Tampa Bay over 49, uh, my last pick for the Caesar side salad. Do you have anything else on Caesar's uh, side salad? Uh, any bets this week? 
If you had to pick one team that was going to come for a comeback this week, if you had to bet the money on one team to make a comeback and win this weekend, who is it? Uh, of the ones we picked or just in general? Of the 0-1 teams. I'm sorry. Oh, the 0-1 teams. Oh, man. Um, so you're, you're asking me who's the best 0-1 team? Who? Which 0-1 team is going to win this week? Give me one. Oof. Um, all right. Looking at this schedule. Um, yeah, I, I think it's Tampa Bay for me. I think they're going to beat Carolina. That Carolina defense is not good. And um, I think Tampa Bay has too many weapons, even if Mike Evans is the fifth best weapon on their team. <laughs> oh, they're they're going to be able to beat Carolina at home uh, this week. So if I had to pick one 0-1 team, that would be my bet. And I would roll with the Dallas Cowboys who are hosting Atlanta at home. And I think that's going to be a um, good game for the Cowboys. Yeah, that's also a good pick. That, uh, that Atlanta defense is, um, is a mess. And it shouldn't be uh, with Dan Quinn uh, being the coach, and uh, she should be able to uh, do better with that defense, but they're a mess. It's a bad defense. Um, Matt Ryan's probably going to have to throw 400 yards every game just to keep the minute. So good pick. Um, anything else that we didn't cover uh, this week? No, I think we've, um, you know, we may mix it up a couple weeks, you know, with a couple different segments in and out. Um, but overall, we'll always do a recap on Caesar Side Salad with our business partner in Caesars, the official betting partner of the NFL. Um, you know, I'm just looking forward to another great week in football. Yeah, me too. Um, and uh, I hope I can uh, win some more croutons this week than I did last week. Um, uh, and uh, that wouldn't be that challenging because i lost uh croutons last week so <laughs> uh, all right uh well then uh, f- uh thank you mayor i would like to thank everybody for listening and we will talk to you uh sooner rather than later uh, like you said we might be uh doing this um a different day i think uh this uh wednesday thing might work uh, but we'll see so um we'll we'll, we'll talk to you next week le- next week uh, one way or the other All right, you heard it here first. Uh, the week two uh, picks, the week two croutons. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'd like to thank the mayor again. I'd like to thank you, you for listening. I uh, hope you uh, earned some croutons this week. I hope we all earned some croutons this week. And I hope you enjoy week two. And we will talk to you very soon.